Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 99 of the Billy Rickman Show podcast. And today, uh, even though we're very close to episode number 100, so stay tuned for that, which will be a massive one, uh, we have brought back coach Chrissy Alger. She's the first person to ever appear twice on the Billy Rickman Show. She's also a speaker at Salon Growth Con. But last time she came on, we got such a positive response. We've invited her back to talk about all things new school marketing and about the modern principles of business. So stay tuned. This is episode number 99 of the Billy Rickman Show. Being in business over the past few years has become increasingly demanding. As a business owner, it's getting harder to know what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. The constant changes and updates in business can make you feel overwhelmed. So the question is, how do you stay ahead of the game, stay motivated, and create a business that doesn't just keep the doors open, but achieves serious profit? This podcast will answer that question. I'm Billy Rickman, and this is Success Sessions. Today I have a, I think maybe my first ever dual, uh, what's the word, dual attendee on the Billy Rickman Show, Chrissy Alger. How are you, my love? Hello, hello. I'm back. Are you excited? No one else has ever said that. No one else has ever said I'm back. <laughs> and a lot has happened since we last spoke. It definitely has. Yes. Um, so. <laughs> We'll get into that, but for those of you who do not know Chrissy, um, Chrissy first came on the scene um, in, what was it, February, January, February, 2018? Yep. Yep. And Chrissy has three, um, one business with three different elements, specific elements of the business. She has allied health practitioners, she has a yoga studio, and she has a day spa, kind of a mini spa now, isn't it? It's really not as much um, just day spa anymore. It's really focusing a lot on skin and things like that. Um, and so, uh, three elements, none of them were a great concept, great idea, great brand, um, but needed to get them firing a little bit. And, um, and so we started to work together in January, uh, by, uh, April, I think we started to see some really good results. Business was really turning around, doubling and tripling sales in September, um, had a monstrous summer period. And, uh, and did so well that you actually joined me last September on the Salon Growth Seminar Tour for two yes. locations, right? Yep. And that was in uh, Melbourne and Perth? Yes, it was. Yes. Yep. So you did the, did the Melbourne event with me and did so well, was so warmly received. You went, oh, you know what, bugger it. I'm going to fly three hours and I'll come join you in Perth as well. <laughs> and, uh, and so did so well at that. And uh, we just kind of, we have that share a lot of the same values in business with marketing and our approach to sales and leadership and management and accountability. Um, and so about what, two months ago now, we had a conversation about you potentially coming on board into Billy Rickman coaching and becoming one of the coaches. I know. Yep. Certainly a whole career change for me. A whole career I, I must change. say like, I would never have thought like, obviously I'm a psychologist by trade, um, you know, and I never would have imagined, you know, even a year ago that I would be kind of evolving into a new profession. Like it's, 
it's quite bizarre, but it's really, really exciting at the same time. Right. Well, let's just touch on that again. I, um, for those people who have listened to the first episode, if you haven't listened to it, just scroll through my episodes. You'll see interview with, um, I think maybe, I don't know if I called you Chrissy Aldron there or you're going through your, um, your AKA site, Chrissy, also known as, which is a lot of what the brand you do online. Um, yeah. And by the way, anyone who's watching, it's not psychic Chrissy, which you, uh, no. <laughs> you get a lot of, I even had a coaching client, um, not a coaching client, a coaching lead contact me the other day after we booked in your call and said, um, uh, Billy, I was contacted by this psychic uh, saying that she was coming from your coaching. I was like, oh, I'm psychic. <laughs> and I, psychologist, boss psychologist. And um, so uh, sometimes I go by that. And uh, yeah, so I don't want to go too much into it. If you missed that interview, go back and watch it. But just for people who are tuning in who have maybe just jumped on the podcast recently, you are a professional psychologist. That's been your trade for how many years now? Last 10 years I've been working years. in psychology. Working yep. Especially with some of the most hardened criminals. And, uh, <laughs> Allegedly, <laughs> yes. Allegedly. <laughs> great, but great people. And uh, we'll move on from that. Uh, but... Um, Huge changes. And even though you're a psychologist, even going into day spa and skin and, and moving and transitioning into that space and yoga was, it was a massive career change anyway, just in that. But now going into coaching and consulting and mentoring, I think has been huge. Yeah. Um, so without going too much about your background, like I said, people can go and listen to that a little bit later on. How have you found the past 12 months? What has changed since we last spoke? Look, I think, you know, when I, you know, initially the idea for the Wellness Centre came from just wanting more of a, uh, an enhancement to my psychological bent, you know, on the world and being able to provide really good service. And, you know, and obviously when I picked the services to go in the Wellness Centre, um, you know, I was passionate about those services as far as the Medispa salon side of things, relaxation services, as well as the yoga side of things. But I just didn't realise that I would become, in the process, I would become really addicted to business psychology. You know, I knew that I wanted these services available and it was very much coming from a place of, you know, providing great service delivery. But in the process, I just lost my mind on just working out the science that is business. Yeah, yeah. And... uh... It's so funny. Like, you and I talk about this all the time, hey. It's, and it's, it's so funny as well, like, because I had a similar journey and I think maybe that's why we connected so well is that I just didn't know I'd become so addicted to business in general. And I think when I dive deeper into that, it really is the psychology of business. It's the difference. I was in, um, you know, one of the books that you and I both love, which is the 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. If you haven't listened to that or watched it, watched it, read it, <laughs> but you can listen to an audio book. If you haven't done so yet, go and, go and listen to that book. And I re- started to read it last night because of um, Sound Growthcon coming up. And I was like, right, I need to 10X my shit. <laughs> but I think, like, and he says even in the first chapter, he's like, when I think about what is the difference between him as a, someone who's gone from nothing where his family had nothing and was like broke and at 25 years of age. And I think now he's worth about 400 million US. Yeah. What is the difference? And uh, he said, I never went to the right schools. I didn't know the right people. I never went to, I never got, you know, amazing college degrees. Um, all these different things that people say, oh, I, I never had a great family. You know, his dad died when he was, I think he was young, when he was nine or something like that. Yeah. Um, had, a, had a drug problem. When I look at all of these things, he says that what was the number one thing that was so different in, in my life and the reason why I succeeded? And he talks about it's this 10X, like having a 10X mentality where it's, 
um, adopting or doing 10 times more on every single task than everybody else does. Like how many phone calls did you make today? 10, well, I made 100. How many leads did you follow up? Five, well, I followed 50. How many like ads have you got running? 10, well, I've got 100. And having this 10X approach, and I think that um, that whole business psychology thing, like I'm totally addicted to that as well because so many people talk about it, but so few people act on it. And yeah. have that, what it takes in business to be successful. So um, is that what you're addicted to as a psychologist or is it the marketing and the game? Because I know you love the game as well. <laughs> it's just everything. Like, I, you know, I didn't realise how much I think my my background in psychology would compel me towards analysing all the different bits and pieces in business to be successful. So, you know, when you look at marketing, for example, like marketing in essence, I suppose, when you look at it, it's about, you know, putting out a, an offer that's enticing that people will, you know, take up and, and all of that sort of thing. But it's when you really get into it, it's so much more than that as far as, you know, you write a piece of ad copy and pretty much, you know, one word can be the difference between 10 bookings and 100 bookings. Right. You know, and really understanding the psychology of the buyer and, you know, in that's in one facet of the business. And then another facet is, you know, when people engage with your staff you know what is it that makes one staff member you know fully successful in being able to sell these types of products and and another staff member absolutely mm. just bottom out in the same process you know mm. and, and really being sort of driven to find the answers or the solutions and I you know I think one thing for me is that you know at the start of business I would very quickly sort of if something didn't work I would be like oh okay well that's that didn't work. You know, for example, I've been trying to master SMS marketing. Like, and you've been on this journey with me, Billy. I, you know, probably even six months ago, I threw my hands in the air and I just thought, this is crap. It doesn't work. SMS is dead, you know? <laughs> and I, and I, was, I just, I gave up on it because I thought I've sent a thousand SMSs. No one's clicking into the darn things. You know, I tried bit.ly links. I tried messenger refs, everything. Uh, but I couldn't give up on it. I thought, there's got, is this another example of where there's, there's a solution in there somewhere? It's just that I haven't tweaked it to the point where it's, it's created the, the uptake that I was looking for. And literally, only just the past couple of weeks, I've refined the process to the point where I am now getting, you know, those registrations and those clicks. And it really makes me just remember that there's actually solution for everything. Oh, I, th I think the difficulty is that business owners try it even five times and yeah. they go, well, you know, I really have given it a good crack. Maybe it's not going to work for me. But I think it takes so much more than that to get the success that you're after. 100%. And, um, and so as you're talking, I, I can just, all these examples are just running through my mind of people where they go, that doesn't work. That doesn't yeah. work. Okay. Why doesn't it work? Um, well, I tried it and it didn't work. How, how long did you try it for? Like, okay. I'll give you a first example for people who are listening and, and what I start. People who say Facebook ads don't work. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, they do work. Uh, they work insanely well. That's why Mark Zuckerberg is a billionaire. If, if it didn't work, Mark Zuckerberg would have became a multimillionaire and <laughs> his business would have collapsed because people invested all this money in Facebook ads. It didn't work. And then people 
pulled all their money away and stopped reinvesting. The fact that Mark Zuckerberg is a billionaire and one of the youngest billionaires ever, self-made billionaires ever, is testament to the fact that Facebook ads do work. Okay, and I know what people are listening to now, people are listening and now going, but they don't work in my industry. Yeah, or yeah, for my in area. <laughs> or in my area. Or for, right, my in my, or for my clients. My clients yeah. are an older market. They, they, they don't buy. So that's stuff. i got news for you. Um, the, the perfect age group for Facebook demographic now is 45 years and above. Yeah. Maybe Facebook ads aren't as effective for your 25-year-old clients, but you know who what? Facebook owns Instagram. And your Instagram stories, I was listening to Gary Vee this morning, he was saying in, in, um, he's got a new account in, in, uh, in the Middle East. It's called Arabic. Oh, yes, it's exploded, yeah. And, it's like, and he, was getting a follow, he was getting followers for 1.9 cents, and he's like, put all my money into it, right? <laughs> um, because Instagram stories are just like so under, insanely undervalued. And so when people all the time, they say, that doesn't work, and then you go, yes, it does. That doesn't work for my business. Yes, it does. That doesn't work in my industry. Yes, it does. It doesn't work for my clients. Yes, it does. You just haven't found the solution yet. You yeah. just haven't figured out how it works for your business. But I can assure you all those times when people say, no, that doesn't work. Um, and it doesn't matter if it's Facebook ads or it's messenger reps or bots or um, email or SMS or whatever. Exactly what you said before. There is always, always, always a solution. Should you stop doing things that aren't, spent, that aren't um, making money? Of course. But always making sure that you follow that through to the nth degree you listen to everybody's advice. You have practiced and strategized and, and tested the market to the nth degree and then maybe go, it's not that it doesn't work. I can just put my money elsewhere where I'm getting better results. We'll be right back after this short break. If you've always wanted to grow your salon but never quite knew how, didn't know where to start, didn't know who had the right information or you just didn't have the money to get it, well, this June, I'm hosting a life-changing event for 1,500 salon owners which will be the biggest of its kind ever held anywhere in the hair and beauty industry. We have 23 of the very best and most successful speakers delivering the most valuable and up-to-date strategies over one single weekend to give you real-time strategies that you can use straight away to finally see the results you always wanted. For over 10 years, I've seen salon owners struggle to get started or grow or reach their goals. And so I created this event so salon owners just like you can get all the skills, strategies, and resources they need to succeed. So go to salongrowthcon.com forward slash the dash details now to find out more information. That's salongrowthcon.com forward slash the dash details. Tickets will sell out fast, so make sure you go to that website right now and find out all the information you need on this amazing event. But I love that about you, and I think that that's why in the past 12 months you've been um, so successful is because your approach is that I'm just going to keep testing and finding out how it works. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, it's even fascinating. I had a conversation with a business owner the other day because one of my favourite things now is low barrier entry offers. Right. I'm consistently fielding negativity, you know, about this strategy. And, and a bit like you said about Facebook, it's not an accident that some of the biggest monster businesses in the world have, you know, are, are winning because they've got sales funnels and at the front of that sales funnel, they've got low barrier entry offers. Like it's not a concept we've just made up 
you know, yes. and then applied to the salon industry. But, you know, I was having this, and I, you know, I want the listeners out there to really sort of take stock of this. You know, I, I had a business owner try the low barrier entry offer and she said to me, you know what, Chrissy, you know, all I got was bargain hunters. You know, I literally, I got a, a huge percentage and I, you know, I always sort of validate that and I say, listen, we're sifting for the jewels. We're definitely going to get bargain hunters. But she said, no, 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 you don't understand. I got a hundred percent bargain hunters. I didn't just get 50%. I got a hundred percent. And I said to her, you know what? Maybe you just said the wrong things, you know, as far as they weren't actually bargain hunters. They presented you with, with resistance and you just backed away and you weren't able to convert that person over to, you know, a long-term value client from that sales process. And I could see their mind, you know, I think when you start to take that level of responsibility around the way that you interact, the way that you make decisions, the way that you structure, you know, how you're going to position yourself in business, there's so much more power to be gained from that than just going, oh, well, that person did this or that person did that or this didn't work or that didn't work, you know, that self-reflection and turning back in on yourself and asking, is there something that I did in this process that resulted in not getting the outcome that I wanted. But no one wants to take personal responsibility, do they? No. <laughs> That's nobody ever wants to be the work. <laughs> yeah, nobody ever wants to be the reason why it didn't work. It's no, and it's awful. It makes you feel bad, but I think the gains are just so much there's so much more to be had from that at the end of the, you know, the end of the process if you're able to always just check back in on yourself. hundred percent. I, I also think that um, a lot of that um, which is rife actually in the hair and beauty industry. I'm, I'm going to do a separate podcast on it, so I don't want to talk too much about it. But um, the hair and beauty industry, people are always, the, the business owners are so frightened to um, offer something at a lower price point because they're constantly told to never discount, constantly yeah. told never to do that because you're going to get bargain hunters. You're going to get people who are just going to, you know, they just want a cheap deal and get out. And I genuinely feel like, and you and I now have the data to back it up, that it does work. We've used it on so many clients now and, and those clients that we've used it on in their businesses have turned those businesses into booming businesses that were, were once struggling. And um, so we have the data, we know it works. Um, but I often think that the reason why people are so resistant to low barriers to entry offers is because they're given advice by the wrong people. Yeah. They're given advice by product suppliers. They're given advice by equipment manufacturers. They're given advice by people who have good intentions but really don't have the, the knowledge or the data or the analysis of, of whether or not these things do work long-term. Yeah. Um, you know, because skincare suppliers don't want to walk into somewhere and see that their product is 50% off. Yeah. So what do they do? They tell their, their salons, don't ever discount your product because people will come in and they'll expect it every time. No, they won't. If someone has 100 products on the shelf, um, like a customer, they walk into a Kmart or they walk into a, um, a Meyer or they walk into a, a, any salon or day spa and they're all online now with so many products online, they literally are spoiled for choice. Yeah. They have to determine which product is going to be best, right? And sometimes all they need is an opportunity to try something that doesn't involve a huge commitment yeah. for them to go, huh, I didn't want to spend $400 on this product but now it's 50% off, I'll give it a crack. And they try it, they get amazing results. And I'm sold, I'm never using another product again. But people yeah. are so reluctant to do it because they're given bad advice by people who have good intentions but don't have the analysis and data to back up. Yep. 
Absolutely. And I think it's, you know, and I, obviously I've built a whole business on it, so I'm probably a little bit more sort of um, forthright and robust than others potentially when someone's saying to me that it doesn't work. You know, and it's, it is that opportunity, you know, you've got to really back yourself as well. Like I know that when um, clients are coming into my business, I know 100% they're going to have an amazing experience. I just got to get them through the door. You know, yeah. and that's what this low barrier entry stuff's all about, you know. And, and maybe, maybe it is really, it really is, Chrissy, about the fact that people don't have belief in the product and service that they're selling. Maybe they're well, worrying. Well, or all the staffing, you know, they're a bit sort of, and, and that's probably the other thing when we're sort of, you know, when we're setting up this strategy, um, you know, talking to uh, the salon owners and that real anxiety about are my staff really going to be over to get this over the line because as you know it's not just the low barrier entry offer it's you know how then the person moves through the sales process and how the staff really facilitate that process um, yeah. but it can be done you know it definitely can be done um, yeah so um, moving on then because uh, we're going to wrap this podcast up in a second because uh, otherwise you and I will just chat talk today. all day <laughs> over some Saganaki. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't had it in so long. Um, but uh, with all that being said, I invited you, I think last November, said to you, um, would you like to speak at Salon Growth Con? And you were like, what's Salon Growth Con? I was like, well, you know the Salon, whoops, uh, you know the Salon Growth Seminar where there was 50 people. Uh, we're going to get 1,500 people to one location. And, uh, and without hesitation, not just because you're part of the coaching program and that, I, actually, I didn't even know if you were going to that stage when I asked you, but, but for no other reason, um, you, weren't, you didn't feel like you were obligated to, but you jumped at the opportunity. And so I wanted to uh, ask you a little bit about why you jumped at the opportunity and, uh, and what, what people are going to expect to see when you're up on stage for, what was it, 90 minutes doing your thing? Yeah, look, I, there is so much noise in this industry at the moment um, around whether it be try this or try that or, you know, do this coaching, do that coaching, try this strategy, try that strategy. And I think it's a really great opportunity for me to just get out there and talk about what I know works from experience. You know, and I, unfortunately, I think that some of the industry is really clouded by, you know, and I don't want to pick on anyone or anything like that, but sort of generic services. You know, you've got your Facebook dudes that are running Facebook ads for people and you've got some people out there that are trying sort of messenger bots here and there and you've got sort of maybe even just generic business services trying to bite in to the salon market. Um, and for me, it was just an opportunity to get out there and just talk about what I know, how I was able to sort of rise out of the ashes with this business that was, you know, absolutely just uh, was a daily struggle, you know, and, and having had that experience, being able to sympathise with salon, spa, beauty industry owners out there that are really struggling at the moment to dig themselves out because I've been there, you yeah. know, and I've had to really get in there and do the work and figure it out. And, you know, I just want to help people, you know, not, you know, and they're probably already making the mistakes, but just try and provide them with a platform or a new understanding or a new perspective that is, you know, the average Joe that came into, you know, who was a psychologist, knew nothing about salon land, and <laughs> I was still able to do it. 
you know, and really be able to get out there and motivate people to just have a crack, yeah. you know, and to get in there and, and go all in. Um, and yeah, just for me to deliver that in a really no BS manner, that's probably my approach. And there's definitely a no BS manner. Definitely anyone who's, no anyone BS. thinking you're going to go there and it's going to be a, uh, a kind conversation. No. <laughs> And it I won't just, be. It won't I, be in a just check my overhead type yeah, yeah, scenario. Yeah. It'll be boom, bam, crash, have it, take it, leave it, do whatever you want, you want with it, but it'll absolutely be um, entertaining and very, very much engaging. Awesome. I can't wait to see you there. Uh, we've got a cocktail gala on the Saturday night as well, which um, um, some people may come up to you and, and ask you, and you may be able to give <laughs> some hard-hitting personal advice, which will be awesome. <laughs> I'll make sure Jordan's there with the camera listening in. Um, but no, I, I think that what people do appreciate about your delivery, I hear this from our coaching clients. Um, you know, you've got heaps and heaps of coaching clients now who just sing your praises and um, you're getting amazing results for them. And I think what people do appreciate from you that they don't get from a lot of other people is that, like you said, it, it's no BS. It's like, you know what? Your business isn't working because of you. And, uh, and it's not, I'm not going to make you feel rubbish about it. I'm not here to put you down to say you need to be better. It's you have to accept the accountability aspect and yeah. say, okay, let's first start with me. And then once that's right, then let's look at the outside stuff. And, um, and I think people really do connect with you on that level and really appreciate your honesty and, and, and rawness in that. And so I think that people who come away from Salad Growth Con listen to your presentation and you're part of your roundtable as well um, will definitely walk away going, okay, I need to make some changes in my life, but positive changes that can directly impact their life. A hundred percent. And, uh, you know, that that's all I'm, I'm there for, you know, if I can achieve that and just change, make one little penny drop in someone's mindset, um, I'll be stoked. Beautiful. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me for round two. First ever, you can, uh, you, can you know, Plant dust off my celebrity status, my yeah, jewel yeah. presentation status for Billy Richard. <laughs> you can add it to your LinkedIn profile. <laughs> <laughs> I will do. All right. Thanks for coming on. And uh, as always, guys, if you love this episode, please make sure you share it. And uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're listening on the podcast. Share and subscribe to the podcast as always. And so, Chrissy, we will see you at Salad Growth Con 2019. I think you're speaking on day one. I think it is in the yes, in the Arvo in the afternoon. Yep. In the afternoon. Yep. We'll wake everyone up after lunch. I think yeah, it is. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> and I can't wait to see you there. And uh, no doubt you and I will probably speak later on today. Anyway. Yes. All right. <laughs> all right. Have a great day, guys. And as always, thank you for tuning in. I'll catch you all soon. Bye bye. Hey guys, if you've loved this episode of the podcast, please make sure you hit that share and subscribe button so you don't miss any of our future podcast episodes. And don't forget also to go to salongrowthcon.com forward slash the dash details to make sure you get your ticket for Salon Growth Con 2019, June 15, 16 here on the sunny Gold Coast. Want to keep up to date with all my videos, posts and free content? Head to Facebook and like my page at facebook.com forward slash Billy Rickman official. You can also find me on Instagram by searching the real B underscore Rickman.